Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough the beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Well, hi, everyone. It's that special day again, something I'm looking forward to so much every, all the time. And so when the day comes, it's exciting, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Um, I'm Today we've got a really great show. I do want to just speak out for a moment to Robin, who sent me an email. I just wanted to let her know that I just read it like five minutes ago. So I'm unable to discuss it on the show, but I definitely want to talk to you about it, Robin, okay? And I will share it with people um, next week. It just was too late for me to incorporate it in the show at this, you know, last minute. But thank you so much for sharing that with me. I really appreciate it. Robin, as you guys probably know by now, is sort of the honorary co-host of the show because she She's been a part of it from the very beginning. She does come to my meetups from time to time when she can make it. And uh, I don't know, I just think she adds a lot of the show to the show, as do uh, many others who give me the opportunity to interact with them, to work on them, to have them a part of our journey. So today we do have, oh, I'm just got some introductory things again. The phone number is 646-668-8565. If any of you can call in, of course, it's tough on the workday, but in any case, please give me a call if you'd like. Probably more realistic, really, is to have you email me. If you have an issue, you want a healing, that seems to be the way this show is going. I'm getting the emails coming in, and this is terrific because... It allows for the people to get the free healing at the same time it, I get to share with you all these issues that, that are coming from just random people and they all were all in the same boat. And these issues, I mean, I've been really lucky to get in healing situations or uh, healing requests that really can speak to all of us. And that's one for today, too. Not only does it speak to all of us, but I already had planned something to do because I didn't get any requests earlier. So I planned something already, and I mentioned it last week, so I was going to do it this week. But then I got a request for a healing yesterday, and it absolutely fits like a glove to what I am going to be talking about. So it's perfect. But anyway, please do send me emails, send me requests. It's Janet at JanetRichmond.com. You can also send it to Janet at no, 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 no. Yeah, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. That's the best one to use. Okay, so the other thing I want to say is I mentioned this last week, but I want to repeat it because it's so important. And I really neglected to say it either to my people in my meetup group or people on the radio uh, listening to the show. I really encourage you, whether you do it live or you're listening to the archives, that you do listen to these healings and get the benefit of the healing each week or listen to them 
several times in the middle of the week. You can listen to the same one multiple times or different ones. I mean, I have almost my, my going into my fifth year or my fourth year of the show. I think this is my fifth year now. Yikes. Um, is it my fifth? Anyway, I'm not sure. But it's really important. It's such an opportunity for you guys because each week I'm dealing with issues. Now, some of them overlap, of course, but the ones that overlap are the ones that are so deep in all of us that we need multiple healings on. The soul won't give up the whole thing, usually, all in one go. It, it gives up layers. And you all know about those layers things. So if you do it, it's free to listen on the radio and get the healings. Tune in. Take advantage of it. Even if you don't do the work on your own in between, you can use the shows to get you started. And eventually, you, you'll you get good at pausing the show and then throwing in all of the issues that come up for you that maybe I wasn't talking about in that particular show. It doesn't make any difference. If you've gotten yourself into the state of amalgamation and, and you're in process of releasing the issues, whatever it is, or whatever they are that I'm talking about, you can pause it and just release whatever else. So, it's such an opportunity for my listeners. It's just such an opportunity, guys. This is really why I'm on the show, and that's why when it hit, it hit me like a thunderbolt or lightning bolt, but whatever you call it, um, like thunder and lightning, I should say, I went, oh, my gosh, I don't really encourage people to get all the benefit that they can get. It's not just about, hey, listen to my show. It's real help. It is real powerful and each time you neutralize and release stuff it's permanent so hey guys i really need to encourage you to listen it doesn't have to be live as you know it doesn't have to be live at all you can listen to the the archives and the archives only and eventually maybe and hopefully you will get to do it on your own i do have uh, much material teaching how to do that my very early shows first year I do a lot of teaching along those lines. I have on my website, JanetRichmond.com or HigherSouthVoice.com I have instructions to uh, oh, no, I have a free podcast of the teleclasses and in the three teleclasses, they're an hour each I teach you about the energies. Uh, I did it five, six years ago so they're, they're, it's a long time ago, but still the basic information never changes, so it should still help you. Okay, so if you don't want to go back and listen to all of those shows, you get the, the summarized view or the nutshell view in those teleclasses. Okay, so today I'm going to be working on someone named Charlena. She wrote me, as I mentioned uh, yesterday. <coughs> and But first... I'm going to start the discussion that I mentioned last week that I was going to do, and then I got this healing for Jim on the cancer, which reminds me, he did write me. He said he's listened to it a couple of times, and he has gotten a, a very intense feeling from it. He feels a sense of peace, and he's very uh, appreciative of the healing. I mean, he thanked me, of course. You know, I'm, I'm just glad to, to be able to do it for him, and we've been in touch, so... I think that he will be continuing to do the work on his own. He might sign up for private sessions, but in any case, the point is that I did not get to this topic last week, which is the common beliefs about the self. Now, I have listed six. I wrote this 
as a chapter for the current book. But I decided maybe a year ago or eight months ago not to put it in this book. But it doesn't mean I can't use the information. And at the time, I had six common beliefs about the self listed in the chapter. And although now that I've been reading it a couple of times and preparing it to, you know, to talk about it in the show, I realize I really need to add at least four or five more, <laughs> maybe even more than that. But those four or five came to me just, you know, bum, bum, bum. So anyway, we're just going to get started. We'll see where it goes. Now, I, let me read you a quote from the higher self. They said, the truth that we hold about ourselves, and most often, it is unconscious, are truths that do not set us free but hold us prisoners. And I think that those of you who listen to the show on a fairly regular basis understand that beliefs are tremendous limiters. They place a cap on how far we can unfold, how far we can expand, how far we can, uh, how much we can understand even. They, every time we have a belief, whether it's about ourselves or not, those beliefs are limiters. They create caps all around us that affect our everyday life pretty massively. So what, what I want to talk about is some very basic beliefs that are so common to the humanities that I call them generic. I literally see them in virtually in myself, all over the place, in my friends, my fam what where whomever I'm working on, my clients. I see them everywhere and you're gonna recognize them because they come out in the healings I do on the show. And so these are very basic beliefs that we all have. Now, of course, when I'm doing a healing, I'm not going to be talking about all the wonderful things that have happened to us, either in this life or other lives. Because if it's wonderful, chances are that's not something that you're here to heal. You're heal here to heal the difficult things. So I do talk about the very harsh, the very cruel, the very difficult lives that we've had, uh, the, the many cultures and societies where the the understanding is very limited. We, in those, look back the Middle Ages or the Dark Ages on this planet alone, and we've been on hundreds, if not thousands, of planets. We, there were very few, very little understanding about the world and how it works, and so we've just built a tremendous amount of misunderstanding. Uh, now, of course, we would occasionally. <laughs> because it's less, take beliefs on the, a positive, however, much more common. And what creates the really problematic foundation for all of us is the more negative beliefs that dog us, okay? And it's the negative beliefs, guys, that I'm going to be discussing. <coughs> now, understand that we all have these, these beliefs at different degrees. We all have them, though. Now, some will have a tremendous, tremendous amount. I think I've talked about shame on the show quite a few times, but I had a friend who had just this very, very, very deep issue with shame. Virtually anything, even somebody looked cross-eyed at her, and she would move into what she called a, a shame spiral, and she'd spiral down, and she'd be in the middle of that shame for weeks and sometimes months. So when I'm working on her, I'm thinking, oh, thank goodness I don't have shame. <laughs> I know I've told you this. 
And then as I did more and more work and delved deeper and deeper and deeper, I discovered, well, sure enough, I sure do. Lots of it, but it wasn't manifesting like my friends, Jane. So it, I just thought I didn't have it because it didn't look like I thought it should look like. But instead of looking like that, it played out in different arenas and in different manifestations. And so that's the same here. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples uh, as I go on. Okay. The other thing is that these, all these six really work together. And all of the ones, even the ones I'm going to add at the end, they're all interrelated. I've broken them down one by one just to get you really focused on it and thinking about it. But if I'm talking about one, it has all these corollaries around it that are also involved. And it's like that thicket around uh, Sleeping Beauty's castle. I've talked to you about that thicket, I'm sure, where there's this huge thicket of thorns around Sleeping Beauty's castle. And it's all interrelated and all growing together. And, it, you know, it's just so thick and so dense, but it's all connected. So <clears throat> it's so dense and so thick that we can't, if we should want to look in, if we knew, let's say we know there's a beautiful castle and beautiful woman, beautiful girls, beautiful, you know, handsome men, a beautiful situation inside the thicket, we would look at the thicket and, and, and we would make the judgment, wouldn't we? Oh, there can't be anything beautiful in there. Look at this terrible thicket. Okay? Now, that's a, a really important thing to think about, especially because I'm about to get to the first generic belief. We would make a judgment. Oh, there can't be anything beautiful in there, right? Because look at what's on the outside. Anything beautiful would never grow this dark, thorny, thick, ugly, dense thicket where nothing lives but the dark thorns. We would make that judgment, wouldn't we? And, in fact, there is beauty underneath. So no matter, I mean, behind, no matter what we might think or where our judgments might go, I, I, I do want you to understand that underneath or behind the thicket, however you want to say it, there is the purity and perfection of each and every soul. It's just that the thicket keeps others who are looking in from seeing it, and they make a judgment based on the thicket, which is the superficial, which is what is manifested uh, from the soul's belief about itself, a soul's belief about itself. So... Keep that in mind, and I'll, I'll bring it up again in a second. Okay, the first one I want to work on is we are worthless. Now, that was last in my list, actually, but the reason I'm putting it first is because the healing today, Charlena, has, it, it just fits perfectly with that, okay? So that's why I want to start with worthlessness, but worthlessness is, it's like the base, it's like the foundation of all the patterns. But again, people carry it at different levels. Now, so let me explain. Okay, with every incident, experience, and event that undermines our positive belief in ourselves, we are feeding the well of worthlessness. So when, we, when things are happening, whether it's in this life or other lives, that 
we do not see as positive, we take on either because people around us are saying, oh, you worthless piece of whatever, or we ourselves have already heard it so much, we then take it on ourselves and say, oh, I'm just worthless because look what I've done, look what I haven't done, look what I've said or haven't said, look how I've created problems, et cetera, et cetera. (coughs) So, and each time we have one of these experiences, we are feeding that well of worthlessness. Now, if you just look at your own life, and I can't imagine there isn't anybody that, I can't imagine that every single person listening hasn't had situations and conditions where they've been made to feel so small, so worthless, so so nothing. You can even think in this life, but you can imagine in some of these other lives that were so much more difficult and so much less expanded in the awareness department that we've just carried it. So each time we are building on that well and we've been made to feel we have no value at all. And man's inhumanity, man is rampant in history and throughout the human kingdom universe, not just on this planet, just so you know, because in fact, all the humanities have evolved from animals. So in the early days of the when you when the when humans move into or animals move into the human kingdom they're playing out much more out of the animal nature than the human uh, nature and so it takes eons of time in fact of going through this journey in the human kingdom to reach the levels of awareness that would be considered human nature and so there's there's this all this mix up in the early part of our journeys So we've just really taken on, we've experienced, we've felt, we've been introduced to, we've been hammered with so much negativity, so much uh, blame, so much judgment, just tremendous judgment. And then we also, of course, take that on and become our own worst critics. So there's all this judgment. So... The unforgiving, the unsupportive, the horrific situations become this breeding ground for all of us that not only create the worthlessness, but entrench these worthlessness feelings, just entrench them, they intensify them, make them more and more, deeper and deeper. And basically what I'm saying, again, is that the well we have of worthlessness is huge. Now, worthlessness is firmly connected to the blame pattern, as you can tell. Okay, we don't the we don't deserve pattern, the victim pattern, the I must atone pattern, the powerless pattern. It's connected to all of those. And some of those I'm going to be talking about another day. And it's like those out of control weeds. Again, think of the thicket that we've in through and around all that we believe, how we act, how we define ourselves. And therefore what we manifest in our lives. Now, neutralizing, you knew I was going to get around to that sooner or later, is the recommended weed whacker, okay? Because we need to clear all of that stuff out. So we want the neutralizing to be the weed whacker, to clear out the pervasive part of our energetic landscapes that we carry in the soul and the mind. And up until now, we thought maybe they'd never be gone. 
but they will be. We just have to apply that weed whacker. You know, weeds, they not only can they take over a garden, but you go to get rid of them and they, they can be persistent. And the reason why they're persistent in our lives is because we've gotten so much. Our energetic field is so heavy from so many eons of lifetimes that we really have to keep doing it. We have to be pervasive. Or, or pervasive? No, that's not the word. Persistent. <laughs> so we really have to be persistent. And that's, again, why I encourage people to listen to the show over and over again, because the more you listen, the more you do the healings, you're going to get more and more layers of these this thicket off so that people can see in properly and you can see out properly. Okay, so Charlena is someone who carries worthlessness to a very, very deep level. She's immersed in her deep well of worthlessness. Now, there, even though you might not feel overtly worthlessness, in other words, when I read you Charlena's words, you're just gonna your heart is gonna go out to her because she is feeling all that worthlessness all the time. She's in that well and and just living it day to day. Now, not all of us would be in that kind of despair. Um, so you might think, oh, gee, I don't have that. But here's the thing: sometimes this kind of pattern or this kind of belief system, it rises to the surface and it plays out as a conscious part of our lives. Other times, it can show up in different ways because what have we done? We've stuffed it into a corner, into a box, into a, class, into a closet or something else that keeps us from look, looking at it. And then, you know, we have workarounds. We spend a lot of energy not looking at what that is. And... Sometimes we're the alcoholic, sometimes we're the overachievers or the type A personality, sometimes we're OCD, sometimes we numb ourselves by watching TV too much or whatever it is. We find ways to avoid looking at it, to avoid dealing with it. So those are sort of two ends of the continuum. The Charlena, who is just living it in the conscious level, to the other end where there is no consciousness about it at all and then there's that continuum in between where all of us are sometimes we have it in consciousness and we're full-on into that feeling and sometimes we feel really good about ourselves and we aren't aware at all that we carry that that issue and then sometimes they change and they, we go back and forth and in and out depending on um, our life situation and how it unfolds now, I want to give you an example of someone at the other end because I want you to understand that we can have this kind of worthlessness and not have any conscious awareness of it. There, Several years ago, I, was, I worked on someone who had a terrible, terrible, terrible problem with testicular cancer. And not only did he have that, but he ended up getting gangrene. They did the surgery on the cancer, but somehow then one of the testicles got gangrene. But they never, the hospital he was using never seen it or didn't find it forever. And it was just, it was this massive, massive, massive problem. It was about a year going on. And he came very close to dying. And finally they found someone who figured out what it was. And so I... I did some work on him, and the big 
thing that came up was tremendous self-hatred. It was like this burning ember inside of one of his testicles. And it all was around the worthlessness and this horrible feeling about himself. Now, here's the deal. He is successful, very, very successful businessman, made a very uh, good living for himself. He's married, happily married, two kids, happily, 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 everything. Just this beautiful life. And he happens to be one of these people that is just always upbeat. He's so personable. Everybody adores him. And he just gets along with everyone. Now, so when I talked to the client about, actually it was the client's wife, about the issue because she was part of the healings each time, she was adamant that there's no way that that could be an issue for him. She just couldn't see it because of who he was. This was an extreme example of someone who in past lives, he had a really tough childhood. So it wasn't just from past child, but past lives, but he was someone who had found ways to feel good about himself. He'd applied himself. He worked really hard. He, he addressed certain things, and, and, and there were other issues that I, I don't want to go into, but he absolutely carried it, but he didn't know it. He couldn't see it. It wasn't obvious, but when I went in, interestingly enough, and, and this one I did on my own, I didn't really ever share it with him because I I felt kind of awkward about it because they were very... Um, they were resistant that this could be, and this was a number of years ago, and I, I don't think I was even, I don't think I'd even moved out to doing this as a, you know, career yet. So it had to have been in the mid-2000s sometime. It was a long time ago, and I didn't have near the experience I did now. But I wanted to keep working on it, and so I did. And, of course, I sent him the the, the energy and everything, but he, I didn't communicate. I found some deep, deep sexual issues for him. He had been in lives where he'd been physically abused, and he'd also been an abuser. He'd been both, and both, as, you know, he, he had male and female lives. I mean, it was really horrific, and so it was interesting that it came up in the testicle. So I went in and worked my little heart out to try to neutralize that because, again, self-blame, <laughs> not only the worthlessness, but the self-blame and the unredeemable kind of feeling that comes along with the worthlessness that there was just nothing. Now, that would be the opposite end. Somebody who's distant from it consciously. Now, a lot of the stuff I said about difficulties until I said that, he could relate to because he did have a very tough childhood. But the one factor he couldn't relate to was worthlessness and um, self-hatred. But it was really deep in there. So that's what I'm saying to you guys, that we we even, no matter where we are in the continuum, we all carry it. It's just because there is so many lives of, that we've had that have been so tough. So anyway, now I want to just read you in, I want to read you Charlena's. Now, for Charlena, we have so much empathy because... We've all been through situations like this. And this is in her own words. She says, 
I'm having some personal issues I need to resolve and don't know how to deal with them alone. I don't love myself and dislike the person I am. I wake up thinking, how could I be better or that I'm never good enough? I push people away in relationships and it's hard for me to get close to someone. I constantly obsess over waiting for someone to cheat on me when I don't even like the person I am dating. It's hard for me to tell the truth about little things to people. I drink too much to cover up how I feel mentally and I need to learn to love myself and accept myself. So she's wearing it, Charlena is wearing it right on the surface. She's living it every day. She drinks, she lies, she projects out all the bad things that are going to happen to her. You know, someone's going to dump her even though she doesn't even particularly like that person. She just has the worthless pattern in spades. And it, all of us have had times in our lives where this has come up. So we can empathize with her. We can understand, you know, our hearts are just go out to her. So I'm happy to be doing this healing on the radio because I know all of you who can really understand, who can empathize, will be part and parcel of the healing. And also, you will also get healing on your own elements of worthlessness, however it comes up. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to do the healing on Charlena with her on the hub, for those of you who who know the system that I'm sort of using as a standard system now. I'm going to put her on the hub, and all of you can either join her on the hub or you can just stay on the rim. It doesn't matter, and just start to do the releasing all of the issues that come up for Charlena. So worthlessness. Worthlessness is at the heart of the matter, and we are going to go in. So even, guys, even those of you who are feeling really good about yourself, there's no reason to to think, oh, maybe I shouldn't be feeling good about myself. No, celebrate all those good feelings. We, Yay! We want to have good feelings about ourselves, and we want to build on them. What we want to do is we want to take out of that foundation that we've brought in from so many lives, we want to take out the negatives. We want to take out the weeds. We want to get the part that isn't good out so that we can then move, continue to move forward on, and build on the good feelings we have about ourselves, the confidence we have, the insights, the understanding, the way we deal with issues or problems, whatever it is that we feel good about ourselves, we want to build on that. So we're we're just talking now about getting rid of some of this foundation, some of this thicket around us that keeps us from seeing clearly outward and keeps others from seeing us clearly as they look outward to us. So we're just trying to get rid of these thicket. We want to get some of those weeds out, and we're going to do the best we can today. Okay, so you guys know the drill. I want you to relax, find a comfortable place. Get some water. Um, Find a comfortable place and take a few deep breaths. Quiet your mind. Okay. So I want you to just listen to my voice. It's a really good technique to allow us to bring that focus of attention that's so key into the here and the now. So listen to my voice. It's a simple technique, as I said to bring the 
wandering mind in, giving you something to focus on. You can allow the noises in the background to be there, just they're in the background, but your focus is right here on the voice. Okay, now I want you to realize that by focusing on my voice and bringing that mind's eye in, that what we're doing is we're activating the now moment. And I see it come into place. It was like it whooshed all around us. It was really kind of cool. I see a different image often each week. And now it's whooshed into place. And all of us are standing within this now moment. And this is a very powerful place to be because it helps us maintain the focus of attention. And that is what we need because that is our turn-on switch. So now that we're in the now moment, we're going to continue with our focus of attention to expand the now moment. We want to move it out 360 degrees around us to have it encompass the totality of the past nows and the the now moment and the future nows. And so that's what's happening. All of us, there are many of us here that know and have experienced this before and know what to do. And so before I even say it, it starts moving it into moving into place. And it's getting larger and larger and it creates this energetic field that encompasses the totality of the soul, the soul process, the, the beingness of every single listener, past, present, and future within this forever now moment because it encompasses us from the mineral kingdom when we were very first expressed from as a an expression or a soul from originating source all the way into the future nows. And as I've said before, it is always growing. It is constantly expanding the the future nows on a moment-to-moment basis. So the past nows have a constriction, so to speak, or a definitive uh, border because we're not going to go back and become minerals again and we're not going to reverse in that way. So there's a definitive beginning to the forever now moment, but the future now part of the forever now moment is constantly organically processing and growing that moment to moment to moment. Now we're going to use that focus of attention and we go into this forever now moment, just in case you could possibly have forgotten. We go into this forever now moment because it allows us access to the totality of what we're carrying at that soul level, the totality of that thicket guys. We, we don't want to just be working on, one event, one life, one situation, one condition. We want to address whatever the issue is, taking whatever the issue is that that is the beginning or the thread or the the pattern that we are working on today, and but pulling all the causal factors, pulling all the energetics from the totality of the soul process at the same time. So we're able to go much, much deeper and get more layers in this manner, okay? So it's a really positive, a very uh, important and significant step to open up this forever now moment. So now I want to have each and every one of us focus on that pure soul essence, that part of us that we could view as the DNA from the originating source. Every soul carries it, just as every cell in our body carries the DNA from our parents. 
every single soul, whether it's manifesting as a mineral or a plant or an animal or human or whatever, it is carrying this pure soul essence. And once it is expressed, once it becomes an expression or materializes as a soul in the scheme of things, it carries that pure soul essence forever. It will always carry it. It can never be lost or discarded or thrown aside or undone. The soul, once a soul, always a soul. So the pure soul essence we can view as the sun, that symbolic sun, and I'm seeing uh, the sunlight pulsing in through and around the totality of all the physical bodies, in through and around the totality of the soul mind of all of those present. And so the light, this bright, white, beautiful, powerful, divine light that carries everything that originating source was, is, and is becoming, is filling the forever now moment. Our focus of attention has activated and invited in that pure soul essence energy. And it is intense. It is just so beautiful and so powerful. And it is now spreading symbolically, moving across this time-space continuum across the known and unknown universe. It is an incredibly powerful, large energy field that souls come in and partake of the light that is provided in this this energetic time-space continuum. We are also now going to move on and focus on the amalgamation with the higher selves, the conglomerate higher selves. That's your higher selves and everybody else's higher selves and other higher selves from any other realm or direction that would care to join us today. And it's just another huge energy field. Again, the focus of attention is inviting the higher selves in. These are aspects of each and every one of you that have already evolved into the fifth dimensional frequency level. They are, the fifth dimensional frequency level has, it's in the divine will level. It is past the free will level of the human kingdom. So they too, even though they're part of us, we have to invite them in to become active in the fourth dimensional realm. And because they are part of this, there's hopefully a sense or a feeling of comfort, a feeling of connection, a feeling of knowingness that this is you, the seat of the higher selves is within. It is It is definitely part of your soul process and each and every one of you okay i'm actually checking around hmm there are a couple out of thousands or tens of thousands that i'm seeing here there are a couple that are standing out to me the higher selves are indicating that there are a couple people that have not yet moved into um having some aspects into that uh, frequency yet, but it makes no difference because, and I'm glad this came out. It's interesting that they had me check this. Um, whether or not you, the soul has moved some aspects of itself into the fifth dimensional realm and carries the seat of the higher self within, it makes no difference because each and every soul and the four lower kingdoms have fifth dimensional souls, those who are within the divine will level, that oversee and help the evolutionary process. 
so but what's interesting to me is that there there seem to be only maybe a couple or three or four on this rim that do not have that do not please listeners do not think it's you okay that's my worry biggest worry that you're going to think it's you and it isn't it's it's um these are individuals my sense of it that are not here on a conscious level, but they are moving into that space where they would be bringing in that higher self vibration, so to speak. And so they are souls that are getting ready to have aspects move into that realm. And it's exciting to me because um, that means I'm reaching those two that are ready to move up in their evolutionary journey. This is great, guys. I mean, this is really great. Please do not think you're them. This is not going to help anything to move into a place where you're thinking you're less evolved. You know, the hierarchical thing is just not part of the higher self teachings. They are indicate that, that we look at things by, via frequency and that we do have to move into higher levels of awareness. But there isn't a soul on this planet now that isn't highly evolved. Okay? The this this practice of more than and less than and, and you know, judging people best based on that, it, it it's upsetting to me because that's just a way to minimize another soul. We all carry that pure soul essence. We all are pure and perfect and we all are equal. We're all equal. Some have just been around a little bit longer than others. But on this planet, at this point in time, there are um, the souls on this planet are very evolved. And as a matter of fact, okay, I'm getting a little more information from the higher self. I'm sorry to take this little um, aside here in the amalgamation, but it's important because it just came to me that people are going to think that they're less than, and the higher selves are indicating to me very definitively that some of these souls that are on the rim that are not yet, haven't yet evolved aspects of themselves into that fifth dimensional frequency are souls that have been partaking of the light that we provide every time we move the pure soul essence, divine light in through and around the totality of the forever now moment. I've talked to you about how souls line up, and these souls, um, these souls that are present, actually are not from this planet. Okay, I want to make that very clear. They're not from this planet, but they are souls that have been partaking of the light over the series of shows and whatever else I do, because I do see them in um, in client sessions. I see them in meetup groups. So they've been around, there have been souls partaking of this light that are now getting ready to uh, move into expanding their their evolutionary frequency even more, which is very exciting. So thank you, higher self, for clarifying that. Okay, so now we are going to move into, that means nobody who's listening to the show can be one of those, okay? <laughs> so... Um, now that we're we've done that, I want everybody to bring that focus of attention also. Again, let's refocus on the amalgamation of the higher self. I want to just put that back into place because I'm 
I went on that a little bit of a side there. Okay, so now we are also going to finish up the amalgamation by moving into and becoming one with, being fully embraced, encompassed, engulfed in the womb energy of the originating source. This is the place of that birthing energy. This is what is going to be working to empower all those positive things that we carry, that we do feel about ourselves. This is the thing, this is the energy that wants to give birth, to express, to become, to discover, to grow, to evolve. And we all carry it. It is part of the innate energy that every single soul carries. And it is, bottom line, it is the propelling force for the evolution as we know it, for evolution as we know it. And so we're moving into this field to facilitate the growth and the 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 positive uh, empowerment of during this healing while we consciously work more uh, intently on using the weed whacker to get rid of the uh, to neutralize and dissolve some of those weeds that have been that are playing out in Charlena's life and in our lives in whatever way shape and form that we would carry it and whatever other lives that we um, we all that we carry it from. So, all right. So now we're standing on the rim. Uh, there's a lot of us here. There's a lot of us. It seems to expand every week, which is makes me feel. Um, I don't think my listeners expand so much, but at least at the soul level, people are coming in, and and of course. Um, each week we, you know, I think some few are added, but also, I mean, a few are added each week, but also we're bringing in people who you all think of. If you're thinking of people that you want to join in the healing today, they come in and, of course, all the future listeners. So we are, there's a huge crowd here, to say the least. So, okay, now I'm activating the Rainbow Bridge Energy that, of course, activates the, it increases the efficiency because it activates the, of the chakras, because it activates the connection of our chakras with the originating source, bringing those energy exchange points into the highest state of efficiency that they can while the healing is going on, because they're, as energy exchange points, they facilitate the release of what we want to release into the light, and it facilitates the, the taking in of the divine energies that we also want to replace, uh, replace whatever we've lost, and to empower what we're carrying. So, and it's also creating, and I'm seeing, I'm seeing the rainbow bridges run down the spokes. It's just this really beautiful picture where the the rainbow bridge energy is moving from each individual on the the rim to the center of the hub and the hub has now created a kind of uh, platform or a uh, rainbow bridge platform and it's beautiful and the rainbow bridge energy is beautiful it is the perfectly balanced energy it's energy of perfect balance and therefore it can without any distortion any energies that are being used to to uh, empower and to be all the divine energies that are used to empower come in without any distortion uh, and it can carry, it's just a beautiful transmittal kind of system. So when I asked the group saying, okay, let's send, 
what you know, whomever I have on the hub, energy it just comes from each of every one of us and it moves down the spokes to the hub. Okay, so now I'm see Charlena. She's already on the hub. The higher self has brought her in, and she's she's just. I get the sense of her cowering. Um, definitely the worthlessness is literally coming off in waves. It's just waves of worthlessness moving out. And I want Charlene to understand that the way this works is as the waves move into the light, I want you to understand that the light is going to be neutralizing and changing the nature of that, those feelings, the as the waves move in, it's 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 an essence you've already started to release this intense powerlessness. You are you started with a release before I even began because you are really unhappy, you're very motivated to get rid of it, and so all of that worthlessness is just coming off you like like you're shedding I don't know, it just it's just coming off of you in waves. And so as the feeling of worthlessness moves into the light, and everybody, let's, let's don't forget to release your own worthlessness, I, I, the light is transforming it. It is neutralizing it, and then it takes it in. So I'm just going to allow these waves of, of worthlessness to happen first for a second here because for a few moments. It is just really important. And, okay, now I'm feeling all the hurt all the hurt and the pain because there's been an awful lot of pain and suffering and hurt and it's like a it's like you know in a way it's like an an ember you know you have a fire fire maybe and then it burns down to embers but those embers are still alive and well and heaven forbid a little piece of wind picks up, it triggers that, you know, makes that ember flare and off the fire goes again. And that's what I feel about what's in here, this pain and the suffering with the slightest breeze, the slightest trigger, the slightest incident, the slightest somebody looking at her cross-eyed is is going to re-flare up that. It's almost like chronic, chronic, chronic irritation. And she's feeling it all day long, every day. She wakes up with it, and it's just this misery. And so as I say these things, Charlena, I'm encouraging you to just, if I say pain, I want you to just, you don't have to know how it's done. I want you to just say, I am releasing my pain. I'm releasing my suffering. I'm releasing my despair. I'm releasing my hurt. I'm releasing and and just watch it, feel it, sense it. Move out of move out of you. It can come out out of your heart. I'm feeling it actually coming out of your heart a lot. Just out of the heart center. It's just moving out big time. The pain and the suffering. And right along with that is this horrific self-blame and self-judgment and self-denigration. It is, those two are tied because you've taken on 
over long eons of time, you've taken on people disparaging you, people calling you the loser, the problem, the you know, and you have you have taken it on and you believe it. You believe you're a loser. You believe you're worthless. You believe all those criticisms. And so you, you're like your own worst critic. And so I want you to release all of that blame. There's a really deep sense of hopelessness here, too. So I want you to release the hopelessness. Now, okay, something else was coming to me just a minute. I want to pick that thread up because it was interesting. Um, just a sec. Give me a minute. Just allow the hopelessness and all of those other issues that you that I spoke about and anything else you might think of in your mind that I haven't said, I want you to Okay, I, I do okay, I've got the thread again. Here's the deal. The drinking and the lying um are definitely coping mechanisms. And so the because you can't face all of this horrible stuff you feel about yourself, you drink and not that you're, I don't know if you're uh, an alcoholic or not, but you drink and you lie because you, you're not comfortable or accepting of who you truly are. So you lie to cover up, which is common. You know, this is part of the human condition. Lying is out there everywhere. And until we truly accept ourselves and truly love ourselves, we are often busy presenting a facade um, of who we think we want, who we think people want us to be, or um, how we think we would be better to be, or whatever the the reason, or however we are manipulating, but we are presenting a facade or a persona, and lying comes into play here, um, and we do that this is part of the human condition, guys. Until we fully accept and love ourselves, it's very difficult to say, I am this or I did this because we think we're going to get judged again. And it may not even be a conscious judge, uh, conscious thought, but it's almost knee-jerk reaction. It's something that we've put together, coping styles, defense mechanisms, ways that we've we pulled in and utilized over not just for this life but other lives where we've had to deal with we had no other way to deal with this kind of despair and actually i am feeling some of that despair really lifting it just i just got a sense charlena um that there was a significant movement forward on that so now the lying too came came into play for a lot of other reasons there were many lives where lying was literally allowed you to live you know, allowed survival, allowed um, so many, you know, prevented your family from being uh, attacked or taken from you or imprisoned. I mean, there's there were so many difficult, cruel, heartless, dif just terrible lives. And I know I say it over and over again, but it's so true. And so there were times where we... Lying was literally part of survival, um, also in a lot of political kind of situations with a lot of backbiting and undermining and scapegoat finding and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. 
we were people lied about us and in order to cover our own butts we would have to lie about others and it just was this matter of dog eat dog and and just survival and also so there's just many reasons and i see that i want you to start to release because it's coming from a lot of those past lives where lying became a very uh became a um, a coping mechanism now i don't sense today that it's nearly as pervasive it's probably just little lies here and there it's no big deal so i don't want to treat it as if you know, you're this big, I don't want you to think that I think you're just this big liar and, you know, nobody can trust you. It comes from the lack of self-trust and it comes from this worthlessness that, you know, if somebody really knew who you were, how worthless you are, you'd never have any friends, you'd never have any, uh, you, you, you just never have anybody in your life. So, so here it's it's coming out of the state of desperation, the state of worthlessness that's so deep. It's as if you feel unredeemable and that nobody, um, that you're not worth anything. You're not deserving of anything. And so I want all that that feeling of being unredeemable and that you're not deserving. That is another big part of this that you don't deserve. Now the the great news is that you are. You, you don't want this anymore. You are that part of you that feels good, that feels strong, that feels capable and deserving is saying, come on, we need to get this gone. You, we don't want to live this. And I say we because I'm not sure why, but, but you're saying it's the we of all the past lives. We don't, we, the soul mind, I guess, is saying, hey, we don't need this. We don't need this anymore. Let's get rid of it. It's just baggage. It's baggage. We we maybe you didn't know you carried it, but it is just energetic baggage and we can get rid of it. Sometimes it can take a while. Sometimes it takes a few, a few efforts. But hey, let's get started and that's what you're doing. So I want you to see literally as if you have suitcases hanging on you. Let's let's call it spade to spade, let's use an image that really depicts depicts what you are, what it is. It's as if you're carrying around suitcases and they're coming down off your arms, your stomach, your back, your head, your, you know, hanging off your legs. It's suitcases. It's baggage. It's baggage that you don't need anymore. It seems normal it's because you've had it for so long, you've been carrying it around for so long, it's almost like you can't imagine letting him go. So let's just let one suitcase go at a time. You've already been releasing a lot of stuff, so this hopefully won't be so difficult. We've sort of shifted the symbol a little bit, and that happens in my sessions for whatever reason. And I, I, I see this suitcase, the one I want to address first is the one that's hanging right, right off your chest, okay? And it's really big. It's a big, big suitcase, and let's see what we got in that suitcase. All right, well, what I'm seeing right away was dirty socks. Now, that's just a symbol. It's just a symbol. It's as if the most, the dirtiest, in quotes, the, the smelliest, the worst part of you, the, the, your, what you perceive as your worst flaws, are in that suitcase. Okay, now if we can get rid of this suitcase, this is huge today. So 
what I want you to do is I want to use your x-ray vision, okay? And I want you to, I mean, I'm just making it up. Just look at the suitcase, look down and see without opening it, we're not going to open it yet, that it's just dirty socks. That's as heavy and as horrible as that suitcase felt. It's your worst flaws. It's like the symbolic, you know, metaphorical Pandora's box that if you open that thing, the world's ills are going to come out. And, and in this way, for you, it's as if you, you're thinking if you open that suitcase, the worst flaws, the worst things about you ever are going to come out. But I want you to use that symbolic x-ray vision and see that all those quote-unquote flaws They're just really dirty socks. They need to go in the laundry because they are only your perception. They aren't real. Those socks can be transformed into clean, useful uh, uh, pieces of clothing symbolically that you can use to your advantage. So what we're going to do is we're going to, now that you can see that it's just socks, I want you to simply unhook that suitcase because it's sort of hanging on a symbolic hook. I want you to put it down in front of you and I want you to open it up. And I see you doing it, which is great. And as you do it, the light is literally pouring in, pouring into that suitcase. And that, of course, means it's really pouring into your energetic field. And it's going in and it's simply washing the socks. It's changing the nature. Instead of dirty socks, it is neutralizing what you think of as your worst flaws. It's neutralizing that, and as it neutralizes it, that neutral energy is being absorbed into the light. So you have some machine, washing machine action going on here. It's very silly image. I've never used quite this image before, but I, I like it because I'm really seeing the, the symbols fairly uh, fairly easily because it's something common in our everyday life, and um, and now that suitcase is literally empty. It's empty now. We have there are other suitcases around you, but first let's just. I want to just neutralize this suitcase. I don't want it to fill up again. I don't want you to take the opportunity in any way, shape, or form to put anything else in that suitcase. So I want you, before we get to any other suitcase, I want you to continue to release any and all issues around what you think of yourself, all of those flaws. You you said some in your email. Let me see if I can get some more. I see I see an issue that you're not smart. You feel like you're not very smart. I want you to release that um, or that you're stupid, however you, you phrase it in your mind, and you probably phrased it both of those ways in different times. You're not capable or competent. That's very clear in there, too, that there is part of you that just feels like, you know, when you got to the end, when you, you were standing in line to get gifts and talents and abilities, and when you finally got to wherever they were being handed out, there were no more. That's the way it feels like you think about yourself, that somehow you completely missed the boat and did not come in with any kind of strength or anything that you really can put your teeth around and develop in this life. It's only a viewpoint, and I want you to release that, too. I want you to release that, that too, that, you know, somehow you just didn't get any good. You, you just somehow lucked out. Your DNA was, you know, 
uh, rotten or something. So I want... <clears throat> Let me see what else I'm seeing here. <clears throat> there is a lot here regarding relationships, and I don't think we're going to get to all of it today. But because you don't feel good about yourself, your relationships in general have been difficult, have been painful, have been uh, not what you wanted, what you imagined, what you wished for yourself, and what, or what you expected. Or sometimes they were what you expected when you were expecting the negative. So we want to release all the issues around um, relationships, uh, especially, and we're going to begin with the relationship with yourself. Again, the lack of self-love, the lack of self-acceptance, the lack of self-worth, that's, again, the, the key one, uh, and the lack of self-value, self-esteem, self-confidence, any lack around the self, I want you to let go of. Because those are, as a matter of fact, as you're doing it, the interesting thing is I'm seeing other suitcases fall off. Okay, so I want to just consciously bring your attention to two or three, four other suitcases that are falling off because we're, we are, you are working on it in this other way, but they are falling off and they're opening up and I want you to just uh, focus light down on each and one of those suitcases. We, you don't have to know the exact which is which and what is what, but just we want to I want to have in your conscious mind that you are sending this beautiful divine light that you are to neutralize your patterns because this way you will gain more and more a sense that you are able to do this yourself. It is you doing it. It is not me. It is you doing it. So I'm having you send the light to those suitcases. What I'm doing is I'm just picking up some issues or some patterns some uh, some of the foundations, some of the weeds that, that you're carrying, uh, some of the dirty socks that you're carrying. But you are the one that's providing the energy that is, and you're the one who is allowing, because you at the soul level makes the decisions to do this neutralizing. I can't force you. The divine can never force, can never trespass. So, And you're doing a good job, but I want you to have in your conscious mind that you are doing it, that you can do it. Okay, so I see you doing it. That's really great. Now, let me just continue here. Oh, yeah, we were working on the relationship thing. So I really want to focus on the relationship up to yourself, and that's when I started seeing some of the suitcases being, you know, falling off. Um, and... I'm, refoc I'm foc I've shifting my focus of attention to that positive, very beautiful energy that, that we moved into the womb of the originating source, the creative life force energy. And it is really doing an incredibly powerful job of reinforcing, re-empowering, and helping you to uh, develop that very, <clears throat> that, that very um, positive, very powerful, very connected, very caring part of yourself. It's building on that so that not only are you going to be neutralizing the negatives, but you are reinforcing, re-empowering, uh, and uh, growing and expanding the parts of you that are self-loving, that are self-appreciating, that are self-accepting. 
and so I do see this. Um, I do see this growing. It's it's as if that you that I saw on the hub in the very first image of just giving off these waves of despair. So much has been released now that this you is able to really stand up and and at least stand on your two feet and have this sense of self-connection and self-empowerment. Um, there is still some hesitation here. There's still some uh, disbelief. There's still some distrust of the whole process, which, of course, would, is understandable. I want you to release belief and disbelief. It's important that, that you just allow the energies to work. Once we bring in belief or disbelief, we do create those caps, those limiters, to as far as we can go. And so I want you to start to release belief and disbelief about the process. It is something you're you're new it's new to you, I know, and um that's okay. There's hardly anything in life that at some point we aren't new to it. So there's nothing wrong to being new to something. So I want you to just let the beliefs and disbeliefs about the process go. And I want you to to stand between belief and disbelief and allow yourself to uh, simply process and see where it goes. If at some point at the soul level you don't want any more energy, you won't take it in. It's that simple. Um, So you're always in the driver's seat. No one is doing anything to you or forcing anything on you. So why not stand between belief and disbelief and allow the energies to work their magic? Because that feels like it feels like magic, although it really isn't magic. I mean, it's not an illusion like magic is. Uh, it's it's real. It's very real. So just let's stand between belief and disbelief and allow this. You can see it almost as if you're standing in the eye of a hurricane. You're part of the hurricane because the eye is part of a hurricane, but you're standing in that very calm center, that neutral space between belief and disbelief, like the eye. It's very calm, and it's not buffeted by all the winds of the hurricane. So you're standing there, and and, and that is helping. Okay, I'm starting to see uh, some of those caps or those limits start to fall away. It's it's as if you're giving yourself a chance and you're letting go of some of the the distrust and some of the the judgments that were coming into play. Because a lot of times when we do new things, they turn out to be negative. So that we all often have that knee jerk reaction of, oh wait, maybe I better not do this. I don't know. Maybe it could turn out to be bad, you see. And so some of those old knee jerk reactions that were there from real experiences, uh, there's nothing to be critical or criticize yourself about. Those knee jerk reactions were coming up, and that's what I wanted to start to see if we could um, disarm them, if we could take out the automatic pilot that was there and you are you are disarming some of those knee jerk reactions and so I see the empowerment moving in in a more uh just it's just moving in more and more there isn't as much limit I see you getting taller uh, which is just a symbol to me that means you're um 
you are taking in more of the energy. It's becoming more and more a part of you. I want to specifically ask for the divine yes energy. That is the yes to who you are. I want to call in the divine power energy. It's already there, but I want to bring the focus on it. The divine power is not related to the kind of negative aspects of power that we think of in this life. It is divine power of the pure soul essence, which is your purest, most perfect, and most potent point of power. And I want you, it is a divine energy, cannot hurt or harm, and I want with divine power to really activate that sense of connection with the purity and perfection of who you are. Okay, now I'm beginning to feel some some even uh, more movement here and more expansion. Okay, I'm looking back at the symbol of all the suitcases hanging on you. And you still have quite a few suitcases, but in fact, they're not as heavy um, releasing the, the main one that you did, the one that was hanging on the front, and the other ones that came off, and with all the other releases, it's as if they've shrunken. So the weight of this, these suitcases around you is, is definitely less. They're not those big, you know, huge O cases that we take when we're going somewhere for three weeks. It's, they become smaller. They become less uh, packed. They, there are suitcases there. It would be a surprise that they would all be gone. But there should be, I would say, a significant shift in your feeling. I feel like you're going to start to have more times where you feel better. You're going to start to have more times where you um, are not in this deep well of despair. You can listen to this over and over again. Now, when I get to the suitcase analogy, for example, since you've already released the one on the front, you can tune in, see if you've rebuilt any of it at all, because occasionally uh, something like the um, sort of roots or the tendrils can be rebuilt uh, a little bit. It would never be anything like what we did release. But check out, release, just put it on pause and release whatever is coming up for you that day. You can visualize it as being a suitcase coming off of your head or your stomach, your back. You know, you feel some big weight on your shoulders. <clears throat> Release that suitcase, open it up, and you don't have to know what's in there. You may not be able to figure out exactly what it is, or you may know exactly what it is. So either way, I want you to start to send the light into these suitcases. So that's how you can really utilize the, this healing over and over again and you can go through and get rid of every single suitcase <laughs> you have the ability we all do it would take some time and some some consistency because we we carry a lot from a lot of lives but you can do this and there's usually some sort of tipping point so even though you haven't released and neutralized every little thing you're well. First of all, you're going to be feeling changes with every time you do the you do the exercise. But there's also this tipping point where you get to a certain point and some big huge O shift comes in and you do some sort of 180. And you, it's not about having to do it all in order to get any 
results. It's just not the way this works. It's, and I use this analogy all the time. It's like going to the gym when you get into, you want to get into shape and you're, you know, some, you know, someone goes to the gym, they're overweight, they haven't exercised, they've never developed their muscles, they have just, you know, and then they get this big desire to get in shape. And when you go to the gym, um, As you go, as you're consistent, you start to get the results of of doing the gym. You don't have to lose every single pound that your goal is before you start to feel really good about how you feel physically and how you look physically. You don't have to get to that end goal of losing the whole 40 pounds. You've only lost 20, but boy, it makes a huge difference, and you can see how and feel so great. It's the same here. You, You... don't have to get rid of it all to start really feeling better and the feeling better begins today and it will just continue to expand it will get to be more and more consistent and more and more deep and the feelings so bad about about yourself will become more and more become less and less less and less intense and come up less and less often so that's the way the the energy works and it's a very um it's 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 a very powerful thing. You can't go backwards here. There may be some days where you feel worse than you did when you wrote me that email and you think, oh, I've gone backwards and this, that, and the other. And it's not so. What it means simply is that you have uh, un- the, the top layers of whatever you were releasing has now allowing you to access some of the deeper parts of the well. And so when you do feel worse, Instead of being discouraged, say, oh, hey, I've reached deeper parts of the well. Let me do the healing again. And I want you to start, uh, you know, listen to the the show, uh, the archive show, and start to release whatever the bad feelings were that you came up. Think of them as opportunities now instead of being discouraged about them. And it's okay to be discouraged about them because, hey, guess what? We're we're all part of that human condition and we do feel discouragement if we've worked hard on something and then, well, there it goes again. But I've just learned through the long time processes that I thank those times now because they motivate me to go in and do more work. And when you're working on that specific issue, whatever it is, it affects all the other aspects of your life because it's like that big thicket. Everything is connected to everything else. So if I work on that, I'm helping myself in all arenas. It's just improves my life in all arenas. And sometimes an arena that you never have, you don't have a clue you're going to get an improvement on. <laughs> just so, so what I'm saying is um, you can do this, girl, okay? Please email me at Janet at Janet, Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Again, Janet, J-A-N-E-T, at Janet Richmond, and it's R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D, dot com. Let me know. Okay, kiddo. Let me know how you feel. Any questions, comments, feedback, anything. Because the other thing is that I know that the other listeners are going to very much want to hear what you have to say. And don't feel like it has to be positive just to give me feedback. Even negative issues uh, are important for the readers to hear because then they can say when they feel something similar, they're going to go, okay, well, Charlena felt that. So, and I know from what Janet said about it, that 
it's going to whatever. You know, I'm just making it up because then I can't think of a specific example that I know it's part of the healing and that it means that I did good and now I'm ready to do more. So anything you have to say, good, bad, or indifferent, is really helpful to the listeners. And I will also, if there's something big, I might throw in a very short healing at the end of another healing I do or something for you uh, as well on another show. Okay? So don't be shy. Don't be shy, girl. All right? And thank you again so much. The healing is over, and I didn't go into it, but I had, while I was talking, I saw the the forever now moment shrink and the that we're in case still here in the the expanded now moment and or the now moment that is uh, around all of us i'm just going to check around the rim and see i see a lot of tears in fact i see a lot of grief and i see a lot of pain and hurt uh that have been triggered by this and I guess we haven't worked hard enough on it. Uh, we didn't allow enough time on it for Charlena because it's still present in a lot of people on the rim. And I want to now just take the time. And Charlena, you too can work on releasing more of it. But I do feel a lot of grief, a lot of suffering and loss. A lot of grief, suffering, loss, and despair. Uh Okay, it's just like pouring out into the light from everyone. It's a very, uh, I'm glad I thought to check. It's it's very intense, guys. It's a lot of, there's, I'll tell you what else is here. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I, it didn't come up for Charlena, but I'm sure we all have it. We've all experienced it. And if not in this life and other lives, we certainly know people. But here's what's coming up big time. Self-destruction. A lot of self-destruction. Thoughts of self-destruction. Either by sabotaging the self in some way or killing the self in some way. Um, just self-destruction. Uh, okay, okay, okay. It could even mean for those who are sober, going back and going back into the addiction. It, that's another self-destructive pattern. I want to really, really encourage everyone to release the self-destruction. Um, this doesn't come up for me all the time. This is, uh, but this is important, 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 and it's tied to the worthlessness. Okay, the higher selves are indicating to me that they wanted me to go to the sort of the global here with the with the the rim so they were impressing me all along because the self-destructive pattern is very very prevalent we bring it out and manifest it through illness through addiction through uh, suicide through uh like passive aggressive kind of self-destruction where we sort of on purpose, even though it isn't conscious, do something that, that will end up, end up hurting us in some way, getting us fired, getting us, uh, you know, breaking up a marriage or whatever. There is multitude, multitude, multitude of self-destructive patterns that play out in so many different ways. Now, even if you don't have a life where you have self-destructive patterns that are really obvious, uh, please still release it because I am, I'm pretty sure you all are because it is just gigantic. I am seeing 
self-destruction, just pouring out this dark energy. I actually want to symbolically enlarge the circle even bigger so that the more light, just huge. Okay, so I want all those self-destructive patterns, however they played out. And they're, they, we've had so many lives. <clears throat> they played out in so many ways. I can't possibly name all of them because each individual would have their own unique ways and then some would be common ways like you know addiction or uh self uh, suicide or uh self sabotage in many ways that that destroyed our um careers or destroyed our marriages or destroyed our relationships in some way i do see uh i am seeing interestingly enough I am seeing um, Charlena uh, release a, a couple of suitcases around this pattern of self-destruction. I wouldn't be surprised if she has thought of, Charlena, if you have thought of suicide, because I saw a pretty big suitcase fall off and maybe a smaller one, but I really want you to release all of those, whatever suitcases, I want you to open them up and send your light in and... Um, really neutralize and dissolve everything within that. Because the self-destructive pattern, if it's suicide, it doesn't help. Because whatever the issue is that you that, that people kill themselves to get away from, it's still carried at the soul level. And the heartbreaking thing is you can't escape it. So you go, you get to be in between lives and you see that you didn't really deal with it. And so then you create, you know, the next life and the next five lives. Sometimes it's eons of lives repeating the same pattern, and it can be so difficult sometimes. So my heart, it's just so, there's no, there's absolutely no judgment about suicide. To me, it's it's. You know, it breaks my heart because I know that 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 kind of deep despair, when somebody does commit suicide, means that there's some something so deep and dark that they can't handle it, and so it's going to come up in other lives to be uh, as the soul continues to try to heal that part of it. So I'm asking that each and every one of us to really work on that, that the self, um, you know, suicide thoughts and suicide attempts and suicide, suicide, because sometimes we've all been successful, I'm sure. So the other thing, though, is the self-sabotage aspects that we, are un- we undermine ourselves. And I have this up the wazoo. There's a whole, uh, I have a whole... Um, chapter on one of my soul scrambles that relates to the self-sabotage. The higher self brought in a tremendous amount of uh, insight and understanding, which is also involved there. But we do it for a myriad of reasons. And often, and most often, we interpret that that our actions are bad, that, you know, we're bad people and all of that kind of thing. And so at the base of the self-sabotage is, of course, Um, worthlessness, and also just a foundation of misunderstandings about the whys and the wherefores and all the self-judgments about ourselves. 
So I want everybody to really work on releasing self-sabotage. And I am finally getting an easing and easing on the the pouring out. Wow, who knew I was going to come here on this session, but it's really helped because a lot of people, including Charlena, are letting go of this self-sabotage, the self-destruction, the self-suicide, the self-attack. Whoa, oh gosh, that just brought up a whole new slew of stuff, just that term self-attack. Because, of course, there's more types of self-attack than just hurting ourselves uh, by suicide. There's self-attack by cutting, you know, the people who do the cutting. There's self-attack by other physical things we do to ourselves, whether it's taking in um, drugs or whatever that are bad for us or overeating or whatever. But there's self-attack in other ways, the self-attack, the criticism, the um, the self-denigration that we do, both verbally and unconsciously. I mean, sometimes we, we, we play the, you know, the... Come on, higher self, help me with this. The self-deprecating card, that's what we do. We self-deprecate. And the the self-deprecation that we go through is uh, very much a self-attack, although we don't we don't necessarily read it out that way or see it that way. This is very interesting to me because by the the self-deprecation, we are continually empowering this, the worthlessness. And so it is a kind of attack on ourselves. Uh, we often see it as, well, we're just being honest or we're just being humble or we're just being clear or, or we don't want to seem like we're, we're uh, egotistical or something like that. So we play that self-deprecating card for different reasons, but the effect, the um, the powerful effect it has on us is to empower the sense of worthlessness. So I really want everyone to release that self-deprecating card, that self-attack, in all the forms it might take, the actual physical forms, the actual forms of, uh, of self-criticism and overt saying bad things or thinking bad things about the self, but also that self-deprecation, which comes from a different realm or direction for the most part. It comes from not wanting to be egotistical or just wanting to be honest about yourself and, and owning your flaws, in quote, so to speak, because we don't really have flaws. Of course, it's our viewpoint that says we have flaws. So the you, you understand what I'm saying. So that whole self-deprecation, comes from an arena that we wouldn't automatically assume was self-attack. That's why I'm so glad this came up, and I've never seen this before. Thank you, higher self. So, as always, so I really want to, uh, everybody, and I do see a very big cleansing coming out from this. Um, I now see a lot of clearing. The, 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 those, everybody is standing in the rim and Charlene, I see, Charlena, I see a lot of clearing and it's just much more, um, I'm still feeling some stuff in the heart center, but, uh, what I'm going to do is I want to focus on the empowerment part. 
And it is definitely there. It's moving in through and around everybody on the rim and Charlena, again, working to uh, reinforce, re-empower, um, and bring in a, a more self-connected, self-loving, self-accepting, self-forgiving energy to be become more part and parcel of the energetic field that each and every one of us carries. And of course, I haven't talked about it, but it, it fills when these things happen. It's filling the whole forever now moment. It's filling the whole soul process for each and every one of you. And it's, um, it's very, very powerful, guys. And I'm just looking around the circle symbolically to see if there's anything else. And it feels like, um, of course, the higher self had closed down the forever now moment, so I don't know what happened with that. But somehow it reactivated because the, we got to that self-deprecation thing, which is great. Luckily, um, luckily, you know, if we're going to... I don't have to be perfect. <laughs> I don't have to unfold the healing perfectly because a higher self can uh, help us with that, all of that, despite the fact that if I go to heal, heal the knee and it's the elbow, the elbow gets healing. So if I go to close down the session and the session really needs to stay open, it stays open because we're working with those divine energies. So, all right. So, But now I'm seeing that the, everybody is being encased in a that cocoon of energy that will not only facilitate continual processing, but will also help with the acclimation because a lot was let go of from our etheric bramble bushes. And so there has to be or there would be a an adjustment at the energetic level to this shift in the energy field. So... Um, I'm seeing all of those, and I'm actually now, finally, this, this is really signaling the ending of the healing. I am seeing um, Charlena move off of the platform, and the whole symbol is dissolving. So I want to thank all of you, and I hope that you, everybody gets uh, a sense of a shift. That was really kind of fun for me, as always, and the the it was huge it was really big and i feel like everybody is going to get some positive um results from that the it's interesting to me too i like what had happened where first i started on the individual and then i went to the group i'm going to use that more often that was really really good and so i can always do the group if i don't get a healing request but if I do get a healing request, I can do both. And so, I mean, I knew I could do both, but until I actually do it, it may not, I may not think of it. So now I thought of it, or now it came up for me, I should say. So yay. All right, guys. Um, I really hope to get some feedback from you all. Again, my email is Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Good, bad, or indifferent. Again, I thank you because I got this thing about the self-deprecation where we don't realize what it does because we're doing it for other reasons. We're not doing it to attack ourselves. Boy, that was so interesting to me. I really love the show because I'm learning and exposed to issues and patterns 
that they haven't I've never necessarily thought of before, and, it, and it's always astounding because so many have come up for me over the years. But it's amazing. It's almost every week something new comes, and a lot I think you guys realize come in on the show. So I really thank everybody who listens. I hope you spread the word. Uh, Follow me, follow the show, like me, whatever they ask you to do <laughs> on the when you sign in, register or whatever. Spread the word, guys, because this is really powerful and it can really help everybody. And I, it doesn't mean that it's the only thing and that you can't do all the great other things you're doing. But why not add this to the mix, you know? Why not do the the shotgun approach where you try a lot of different things and just stand between belief and disbelief and just utilize this opportunity as much as you can. So that's me getting off the soapbox uh, or on the soapbox, and now I'm going to get off. And again, I thank everybody, and I'm going to go ahead and shut the show, close the show, because I'm... I'm really in la-la land. I just had a hard time <laughs> the whole show for some reason uh, getting it all out because I was just so in in it, so to speak. And sometimes, I mean, often that happens with a show. So I will see you next week. Uh, I love you all very much. And again, contact me if there's anything. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints.